It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. No, that's not wait, for us. Wait, who's that? Wait, huh? That is How what... How dare that audience boo us? Well, they're not booing us. They're, they're, that's what uh, dating burnout sounds like. Really? Yeah. That's a lovely thought. That is what done with dating sounds like. Okay. Can you relate? We, well, yeah, we're, we're done with dating. Well, before you were done. How done were you before you were done? Uh, I'm done when I'm on dates. Depending Did you date. ever get to a point where you were like, fuck this shit. I am not going on another online date. Ooh, online dating. I'm, okay. I'm saying online. I'm or, okay, no, no, no. Let me open it up. Let me open it. Did you just get to that point where you had it? You were done. Yeah, it gave you terrible yeah, gas. I, I, yeah, I just didn't. Yeah, I, I think I did. There was a few experiences that you just realize, what am I doing? Why am I doing this once again? There's got to be a better way. Did you find that the burnout was a little faster with your online dates? Didn't that expedite the burnout? Uh, yeah, but you didn't realize that, the, you know, what are the alternate ways that you're meeting people? It, it, it became, that's the normal way that people are meeting now more than going to a bar and physically seeing somebody. So, Right, it is. And I want I, I to talk about that in a minute. But did you feel that the online dating expedited burnout and overall sense of... No. What? No, you well, don't be crybaby. Well, uh, ah, raspberry. Uh, did you feel that it it expedited the bitterness? Probably. I think it does. I think it does. Online dating is the greatest thing, and it's the worst thing, and uh, it's it can lead to a very bad attitude. Okay. I don't think you and I. See, I, I really mixed it up. I had as many IRL dates, you know what that means, in real, in in real, real life. life, yeah, as I did uh, online. So I never really got burned out because it never became the only source of my dating, which I thought, I think it, it helps. I think it helps. I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you're in your 30s, 20s, 50s and above. you got to have a, a healthy mix. You cannot live online you cannot live on on bread, water, and online dating alone. alone. You just can't. But what are people to do if they don't necessarily have wing people to go out with and help them meet people and there's they don't live in an area where there's... Bullshit. Okay, good. That's I'm calling fine. bullshit on that. Okay. You can always meet someone. And if you don't, it's a muscle. I've said this before. Your dating is like a muscle that needs to be exercised. Not that muscle. Well, yes, that muscle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and apparently, apparently, if you use it too much and it's bent in the wrong direction, it can be bad for your health. Did you know there was something called Peroni's disease? Yes, I saw. What the Peroni. hell? I just learned about that. Really? Isn't that a beer? Italian beer. That's Moroni's. Moretti. Moretti's. Peroni's. I think Peroni's isn't. It? I don't know. But, That's um, another episode we're going to have on bent penises <laughs> one day. Wow. Living with Peronis <laughs> and how I learned to love it. <laughs> if the bend accommodates your bend, it, what's wrong with that? Well, don't all men kind of lean left? We are getting into Carol and Dave territory here, aren't we? Oh, here's where the sexy lifestyle. Oh, wow. But back to the topic. <laughs> Online dating and, and being, being done with it. Yeah, done with dating. Done with dating. And we're gonna try. We're gonna help you. Is that if what you, this show's on, about? Well, if you're listening to this show, you're you are done with dating. If you if you're a fan of done being single, that means that you already are at your wits' end. Correct. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> My wits' end. Okay. Okay. That's enough. 
Anyway, I got to tell There's you. There's no proof of anything. There's no proof of anything. We're, we're going heavy Trump sound we, effects today okay. because, you know, this was the week. I alone can fix it. Right. He right. can, but apparently yes, right. he can't. Come on. He wanted a wall and he got a cave. Okay. Okay. That's good. So. Can I just tell you about this article I read in The Atlantic, which is fascinating and I highly recommend it. It's called The Five Years That changed dating it's all about life since tinder or life since dating apps and what it has done to dating um you can find it in the december online issue of the atlantic and um there's just a few things i just want to touch on here because i think it is exactly what we are talking about um there are a few people that are quoted one is a, a young woman named holly wood I don't know if that's her real name, but she's an academic who apparently wrote her Harvard sociology dissertation on singles behaviors on dating sites and dating apps. Okay, and here's what she found that for some respondents, especially males, apps had effectively replaced dating. In other words, the time that other generations of singles might have spent going on dates, these singles spent time swiping Okay, do you you understand what she's saying? Many of the men she talked to, Wood says, were saying, I'm putting so much work into dating and I'm not getting any results. When she asked what exactly they were doing, they said, I'm on Tinder for hours every day. Hours. Hours. And I do believe the statistics or not, the the percent, what is it? The, 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 um... They did some study that show, that does prove that people tend to spend upwards of, this is going to sound nuts, I think it's like 90 minutes a day on dating apps. Hmm. It's, it's, it's crazy. She says, we, pre- we pretend that dating, that's, we pretend that that is dating because it looks like dating and it says it's dating, okay? So, but it's not dating. You're swiping. Swiping is not dating. And I... I do believe that it is um, leading to a, a generation of bitter daters, number one, or just even people in our generation, they are bitter just because it feels like so much work. Not to mention carpal tunnel from swiping. So. Right, right. You, you know, not to mention the callus you're going to get on your middle finger. From telling dating to go fuck itself. Fuck you, dating. A decade ago, the complaint most often was, boy, I just don't meet any interesting people. And now, because of dating apps, it's more like, oh, God, I meet all these not interesting people. Mm. And I, I think that anybody that is online dating can relate to that, don't you think? Yes. There's so much, it's like quantity. It's just quantity. And that because there's so much quantity, you it tends to feel like a job. I've often said it is like a second job. But you also believe that when you hear somebody spending hours and hours swiping and, and occupying so much of their daily time online looking at potential people to date, it becomes... Uh, something that you really, I, I think you look forward to it in a weird way that it it's a necessity of your day. It's become a, an important part of your day for spending those kind of hours, a little bit of everything that you're getting out of this, uh, and you look forward to it. I do remember before we were married, uh, dating and being online and, you know, looking forward to logging in and seeing who liked me. And this was before swiping and I didn't have a smartphone even then. Got my flip phone up and uh, no, but I, I do remember spending time on a few sites and you know enjoying it, but pretty much being unfulfilled. Here's my issue with it, and you you, but but it's not un- you weren't unfulfilled. Who were you unfulfilled with? I, I, just the process. I think that it just uh, it it becomes a little uh, empty and. Uh, you know, there's no human contact until there is. Okay. So compare that to your IRL dates that you would meet. You know, you were at the store. You were at the cleaners. Oh, there's you nothing like that. I think that that... At a party, that in a bar. That has to be better because you are you have eye contact 
between two people. Uh, this is all, you know, one or two dimensional. When you are looking at a screenshot of somebody, they're not looking at you necessarily. So, uh, you know, when you're when you meet somebody in person, be it at a market or a bar or wherever, uh, and there is eye contact and it's lasting, and then you pursue that. That's organic. That's normal. I feel that that is the way that uh, we were brought up in meeting people. Okay, so do you you understand how online dating is turning people into zombies? Yes. And agoraphobes mm-hmm. who don't leave their homes and feel like they're dating it just because they're online and swiping and looking. That's considered dating. Right. And can you can you understand how that can um, become? tiresome and soulless for people yes and how do we fix that well i think we're going to address it okay great so we have a couple really cool people coming on to talk about their experiences we have a writer who has who writes specifically about dating um midlife dating and actually being divorced and dating um, she's and her. She writes a lot about her experiences dating online, and then we have another friend coming on who has who is in his fifties, divorced, never dated online. Get out of here. He has managed to not download an app or go courage. on it. Yes, courage. I guess it is it courage. I, yeah. A, you know you you laugh. Wow. And you, you like to call me Amish. You are Amish. I think we have our first real Amish person calling in. <laughs> we may. Done in Jewish Amish. He's Jamish. He's just, okay. All right. Well, time for our first break. Okay. So let's do that, and then we will bring our guests back on. So we will be right back. And now, back to Dunbean Single with dating badasses Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Okay, we are back. Are we bumming people out? How? I don't know. I feel like we're... This you have to bum them out in order to bring them up. I like that. Okay, because we are a solutions-oriented show. We try to be. And uh, we just, you know, we, we tell it like it is. It, yeah, it is... Uh, it can be a little depressing, dating, frustrating, uh, but we are here for some intervention. And, and ultimately, if you listen to us, you will be happier people. Nip it in the bud. And that's what we do. So, okay, so don't get bummed out, everybody, because help is on its way. Yes. In the form of Beth Cone Kramer. And we're going to bring her on first, okay? Beth is a columnist and a writer for numerous publications. She has been happily single for close to a decade and has written about divorce and life after for Huffington Post, Divorce, Divorce Moms, Divorcing Advice, SW Experts, and currently she is a regular contributor to SecureSingle.com where she writes a monthly column on single parenting and life after divorce or loss of partner. Um, Beth, hi, come on Welcome, in. Beth. Hi, how are you guys? We're great. Thanks for being on the show. Welcome Absolutely. to done being single. I know you're done being single, but I think you're also. <laughs> but at the same time, I think you're done with done with dating as well, right? Well, done with online dating, or what I call dating with a vengeance, or with a map. <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about that. Um, directed dating versus organic dating, or dating IRL, as I like to call it. Hmm. And uh, tell us about your experiences, what you know, what you've lived, what you've, you've written about. Yeah, online versus leaving it to chance. When, when I when I first started doing on, doing online dating, I looked at it more as just another expanding my pool of people you might meet. Because you know, if you go to Trader Joe's or the gym, you're you're just you don't know if people are single. So it seemed like a, you don't know if people are single when they're doing online dating either really but but it, it just kind of was a way of expanding the pool of people you might not meet i never i tried really hard not to be attaching it to any outcomes so when people would ask me you know how to do it after they got divorced or broke up broke up after a long-term relationship i would tell them to try to disconnect from any outcomes so that you're not really because that that really makes it very stressful 
you know, dating shouldn't be like a job interview where you're, you're kind of looking for someone to fill in the spot or looking for a job. It should be about finding out, you know, if you can get along with somebody, if you want somebody in your life. I think that online dating has really changed the course of that because it is very outcome oriented. You know, you, 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 the pressure is really high and the stakes are high and that really burns people out because they're, you know, the, the fact, the other side of it is that there's so many people out there that, that why pick one? Because you can, if one doesn't work out, you just go to the next right. one. And it just has changed a lot about the way people date, which I don't necessarily think is a good thing. I think that, you know, I think it also has to do with whether, how desperate you feel so that when people say like, I have to be with someone, I can't be by myself, then that make that just turns the stakes really high and they're willing to just accept whatever, you know, that it doesn't have to be someone they get along with or someone they are attracted to. It just changed the stakes rather than doing it organically. I don't even know where to begin with that. I, let me just start with detach. Well, I call it detaching from the outcome. You say dis- you say disconnect, and I just think that is the key to happiness, uh, regardless of what the activity is or what the pursuit is. Um, when you disconnect or when you detach from the outcome, you you kind of release any kind of expectation, and uh, it's suddenly be- dating becomes joyful and not so hinging on results, and that's a big problem for people because when you're single you don't want to be single you want to be in a relationship you want to find love and people work very hard at that but I hate to say it sometimes you just have to turn your attention toward other things and not oh, 100% and sort of not, not give I, a shit um, I, I had an article this in this issue about online dating and you know just kind of giving tips and there was a dating coach who who said if you're doing online dating it has to be a full-time job and that that just like struck me because I thought and I I really was like examining when I was doing it it's very easy for it to be really time consuming and people spend like you said a lot of time kind of swiping back and forth or you know it becomes like a very time consuming thing and when I looked at my own behaviors in my own life I thought you know if I have the x amount of time that I'm not working and, and writing or something I don't want to be going to to swiping back and forth and meeting some guy at Starbucks that I might not like <laughs> you know it's just not a good use of, you know I don't want to do that I want to spend time with my daughters I want to be with my friends I want to you know go to, to a class or something or go to work out I don't want to be spending all my time swiping back and forth and and going to Starbucks dates Yes. You know, it doesn't even seem like a productive use of time either. No, it's a necessary, I don't want to say evil, but it is. It, you have to, and it just doesn't, just because you're swiping, it, you know, it's it's like you're shopping. It's like kind mm-hmm. of like you're shopping on Amazon for humans. It's, it, there is, uh, it, how do you keep the humanity and soul in it? You really, I mean, it is like shopping. So it's, it's like if you're going shoe shopping and you put in the filters and you say, okay, I'm looking for a pair of shoes in this size and black with, with like a three inch heel or something. It's, it, it, you can't define people by those qualifiers. And I think that when in the old days, like your old school, like match.com and jdate and those kind of things you, you you actually could put filters like i want a guy that went to grad school that was a certain height and and had dark hair or whatever you could put these filters in which it doesn't work that way it doesn't you if you work meet someone in person you either connect or you don't and then you're putting these false you know you're just changing and when and the bottom line is when you're in a relationship with somebody you have to have a certain number of things that are that i call you know deal breakers if, if someone doesn't respect you or doesn't treat you well and there's things like that that are much more important than like if someone has dark hair or you know likes comedy or something you you have to you don't get that from online dating because it becomes very physical oriented and now with like the swiping thing you don't even have a chance to put a filter it's only their algorithms that are kind of spitting out people that they think that would be like somebody that you swiped right on so, what, so you really have no control over it. What it sounds like is that maybe the best dating site should be Zappos with a dating filter on it. <laughs> because yeah. that way we can shop for shoes and a date. That'd be great. Oh, see? 
I like that. I, I, I could talk for hours about shoes and I'm dating an idea because man. I, I, I used to buy shoes. Like if I thought a guy might, I wasn't sure about a guy's height. I'm pretty tall. So I would go shoe shopping to buy enough shoes that were like a little bit lower that were still sexy. Right. <laughs> and that never worked out, by the way. Whenever I bought shoes for a date, never worked out. Okay. I have a great idea for a dating a dating site. So you can so you you look for your dates, right? right? And then once you find someone, then you can look for an outfit. You pick out your wardrobe. You can, there wear, you go. Or you have your, your date gets to pick out your wardrobe. Ooh, that's even worse. Okay. Right. So wow. and then you can you can pick out where you're going to go and that's a horrible dating a, a terrible just horrible just the worst terrible. All right. Yeah, there actually are some apps. I used to cover apps for SW Experts. That that's a website in England. But, the, you know, there are apps where you can kind of like find your date where you want to go and you set it up at one time. It's like a one, two punch. You, the, the wardrobe part wasn't in there. But I, but I also did when I when I was working for a different website, I did one episode on that on like I had a person, a stylist come in and talk about what to wear on a date. So Jeez. that's been, that that's, topic's been covered. I think that's an important subject to tackle because I think those first impressions are so important, especially when you meet somebody online and you see them for the first time in real life. And so uh, I think wardrobe, uh, we have these judgments that are instantaneous and we want to we want to put forth a great first impression and we don't always do that. So we sometimes need help in picking out our wardrobe. I know a lot of guys do and I probably women may need that help as well. But getting back to something about the, the whole candy store aspect is, is really fascinating because I think that when we're looking online at people and we see somebody we like, we see one aspect of somebody we like here, but we like this person here and we like this personality of this person and the way their writing style here, but they're not all in one person. We like you know a little bit of this, that. Isn't that really actually damaging <laughs> because you don't settle for any one person that way? You're really looking at multiple people and never really being able to make a, a, a decision on one? Mm-hmm. That might be the popular call for the account for the popularity of sex, ro- sex robots, right? Mm. You kind of like put together everything you want, every piece you want together. But I think it's also that, that there's this, this idea that, or this notion that it, you don't have to pick one person because there's a lot out there still. So like which if you is, were shopping for something, you know, you, there, why pick one? You know, there's so many different shoes. Do you want to have one shoe, pair of shoes in your closet? You know, you could have one, you could have 20. Like that's the, that's really like the way it's kind of like a consumer approach to mm-hmm. dating. It's all about the shoes. That way. There's a word for it. There's a saying for it. Uh, it's the something of choice. The paradox of choice. Yes, exactly. Where you, well, you have too many options. Too and many you, options. Why, why, why really pick one? Right. And, it, it, and it, ultimately you become paralyzed because you can't mm-hmm. make a decision and it's it's becomes a numbers thing and it's it's that's where this that's where the humanity is lost for me and i i want to know okay so the whole visual thing we get we understand that online dating is a visual experience but even before that how do you keep the online dating experience how do you keep the joy in it how do you not turn into an hr manager if dating, if online dating is not a full-time job and it's not about finding uh, suitable job applicants um, or candidates, how do you stop yourself from becoming a human resources person? Well, I think that what we talked about before about not attaching or marrying yourself to the outcome is really key to that. You know, it's human nature to kind of fantasize and play it in your head, especially for me, being a writer, you know, I would meet somebody and or even before I met them, I would kind of envision having brunch together and traveling to Paris or something like just totally not even attached to that person. More about my fantasy of what I think it could be like. And I think that's really a problem it, that that creates a problem because it's, then you really then you meet the person and your expectations don't meet, match or or for whatever reason. So not not just kind of looking at it as a way to expand the 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 pool of people that you're meeting and looking at it you know I, I've met guys that I became friendly with over the years like I, I dated online for probably like eight or nine years and I have several friends that I made through the process and it's but it's it's kind of a chat but I detached myself when it worked for me was when I detached myself from the idea that this person you know might be somebody that I might like to date because you still have to get to know the person so it's not it's not 
it doesn't end begin and end with you swiping left or right or you're both swiping right at the same time that that's just the very beginning of it that's just the way you connect and in the same way that you might meet somebody at the gym or, or like in the old days well, the way we used to meet people it's just that mm. you, you don't you don't have that attachment when you meet somebody organically. You don't look at somebody and say, usually and say, "Oh, I can." Oh, hi, how are you? I can imagine running away with you for the weekend. It just it doesn't you know it doesn't work out that way because we build it in our heads. I think, and in order to really enjoy or get any kind of pleasure out of online dating, it's really about just meet. Just kind of like making it into a way to meet people without having that outcome. And I always try, you know, I, and I always thought it was better to have to walk away with a funny story in a way than to, to go on a second date. Like, I, I love my stories that I have. So I think you also have to keep a sense of humor about the whole thing. Oh, that goes without saying. Yes. If you don't have a sense of humor. If, if you are stiff and you are dry to the point where there's no life form being emitted so that the other person can take that and go, oh, I, I, I'm looking forward to this conversation. There's nothing there. I don't know. Why would you pursue yeah, it? Yeah, also, it's just not taking it that seriously. You just cannot take no. dating that seriously, online or off. So we are going to... Oh, go- absolutely. Sorry. We are going to go to our uh, second break right now, and then we're going to bring another good friend on. So we will be right back. And now back to Done Being Single with Married Couple and Dating Ass Kickers, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. We are back. back. Okay, yeah. So we're going to bring on our um, second guest, who we build at the top of the show as being um, Amish. He's dating Amish, <laughs> but he's Jewish, too, so he's which means he's Jamish or he's Jewish. Either yeah. one. But he's a nice guy. <laughs> Very nice guy. <laughs> We love him. And he has managed in his 53 going on four, three, two years, uh, managed to uh, avoid or, I, I don't know, not be online dating. What, what? He's managed to... Get the fuck out right now. I don't believe that for a second. I, Are yes. you serious? We have found a unicorn of sorts. I, I, a caveman. A white or buffalo. A, yeah. How... He, yes. N- huh? Yeah, he's even, never been on. He's never dated online. Even Amish date online. They do. Uh, I, well, I, I, you know, um, is that far? That's well, sometimes okay. things get lonely out there. <laughs> okay, so, but he's dated. He's da- he dates. It's not like he, you know, he's not not dating. Is he chicken? No, he's not. I just... Well, we're going to get his whole story right now. Mark Burton, are you with us? I am. Mark, wow. How did you... What scientists uncovered this incredible... <laughs> an, ar- an archaeologist. Archaic. Yes. Wow. This is... You are... I've, I've never heard of anybody in their 50s that is not dated online. Really? I, I've actually got a couple of other friends who don't. Wow. Okay. Although, although, admittedly, they, they did try it, and uh, and, and it didn't work well. Uh, in in at least they didn't feel so. Uh, I I would note that I'm I'm very very good friends still with my ex wife, and yeah, to a degree she um, gave me this thought of not doing it that way. Uh, I was listening in and, and heard Beth and and all of you discussing how it's become a job, and that's exactly what she said. And and so I asked her. I said, well, I said, Larissa, how uh. You know, how, how many how many you know people profiles did you look at? She said, I must have looked at two three hundred. It was a second job. I said, well, How did it turn out? She says, One guy you know that she dated for about six months. I said, So one in a hundred, a one percent success rate. That's not a very good success rate. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. All right. So what is it about it that turns you off, or you just have no interest in? I, I've really never had any interest in online dating, um, and and I think. Beth kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, there's a, a magic, you know, when you meet someone, whether they've been a friend for years and you've just kind of realized that, oh, maybe there's something else here, uh, or you meet someone uh, in whatever manner, um, there's a magic that happens if it's if it's real. Uh, you know, and even, even if it's just one date, um, 
there's that fluttery feeling. There's that wonderful feeling. And then I think to myself, do I want to commoditize this? And that's really how I look at that online dating apps is commoditizing this. Um, and in addition to that, we were talking about the pool and how the uh, the online dating apps kind of create this very large ocean uh, that you can now go through and search all these fish. Well, I take a little different perspective of it uh, in my various uh, business experiences, and I hate to make this sound business-like, but we've already done that. Um, we look at you look at it, and I say, well, what you really need are niche markets. You know, if you go for the broad everybody, this isn't going to work for you very well. Um, you know, from an investment banking standpoint that I've been in for years, uh, we used to say we'd rather we're more interested in the product or service that's going that's going to get thirty percent of a pool of you know of a small pool than two percent of a massive pool because that second one's going to fail. Well, that's my take on this too. I'll I'll take my uh, my time offs. Um, and and I'll enjoy them, uh, but when I meet someone that I actually have an interest in, there's a magic there, uh, and I know that there's at least worth you know it's at least worth sitting down and getting to know somebody. And hey, if it doesn't work out, I got a new friend. I may have a good story like Beth. Um, but uh, if if you take it to in my mind, if you take it to this commoditized approach, I think you're taking the magic and the fun out of it. Yeah, I agree. But you know what, Mark? Okay, that. You know, I think that that's. I, I, I really applaud you, Mark, because I, I think that that's old school and it, it's virtuous and it, it's just a lovely thought. But we need to bring you back to the real world. <laughs> yeah, get with the program. You know, you, come on. Uh, really? Wake up. <laughs> yeah, really. As much as I want to love this, I have to go, come on. Huh? <laughs> All right, Mark. So uh, a question for you. So you're out there dating organically in real life. Yeah. Um, how has the how has the climate changed uh, in light of the Me Too movement? Are you more inhibited? Are you less likely to approach someone and introduce yourself or strike up a conversation out of fear that someone's going to think you're creepy or you're going to, you know, something. Do you feel that that it's changed the dating landscape? Uh, that's that's a good question. It's a, I think it's a little bit different than the than the apps. I can actually see the apps creating that situation more so than real life because when you're sitting there, I think people get a false sense of security when they're behind a computer screen. Uh, that they can do more. And we see this, whether it's a dating app, whether it's on LinkedIn or Facebook, we see people saying and doing things they wouldn't do if they realized that the consequences were immediate. So that's my first part of my answer. And the second part is I don't fear that because um, I, I approach this from a respectful point of view. I'm not going to walk, and I understand there are guys who don't, and possibly women who don't, but you know, I'm not going to walk up to someone and say, hey, baby, you're kind of cute. Let's go have sex. And that's ridiculous. Um, so I'm not fearful of the Me Too movement because uh, I think too mature people, and, and at my age, I don't date young people. Uh, or let me rephrase that. I don't date people that I consider children, i.e. under the age of 30, 35. Actually, I won't generally date under 45. Um, but uh, as long as you're respectful, I don't think there's anything wrong with going up and saying, hey, you know, I, you said something interesting or... Uh, you have a unique look. Uh, I'd like to get to know you. Can I take you to coffee? Um, and that person comes back and says either yes, that'd be great. Here's my here's my email. Here's my number. Or they say no. That's it. You're done. Okay. Does All right. That so make sense? yes. Right to the point. So Mark, let's let's play a little game. Um, you're in line at Starbucks. Sure. And there's someone, there's this long line, and you're going to be standing there for a few minutes, and there's someone, there's a female in front of her and behind you, and how would you strike up, and she's kind of cute, uh, how would you do it? What do you say to the guys out there that are listening that have lost their touch because they are so used to being behind a screen? Let's do a little role play. What would you say? <laughs> Well, no, no, uh, I, I'm not sure that I have touch. I didn't say I was great at this. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if, if I, uh, you know, generally there'd have to be something first that would intrigue me uh, or create some kind of mild connection for that person to notice me and me to notice them. But let's assume that happened. 
um, I would actually not just ask them out immediately. I'd start talking to them. Um, and, and if we got to the top of the line and this being Starbucks and they, you know, they didn't mess up my name or, or that person's name. So I didn't screw up that way. Uh, I might say something like to them, like, listen, you know, that, you know, you're very interesting. Um, I'm going to give you my card. And, and if you have an interest, I, I would love to take you to lunch or dinner and get to know you a little better. That's bold. That's the way you do it. That's how it's done. People, men, that's direct. how it's done. Be direct. Okay, Beth, are you there? Yes, I okay, am. Beth, you're in line at Starbucks. Uh, mm-hmm. Would you, if there was a interesting fellow uh, next to you in line, would you say hi? Would you make eye contact? Yeah, yes, I would. You know, but I think that a lot of people, like Mark said, are sort of used to being behind a screen. You know, the thing that I think is really fascinating is that I have two daughters who are 18 and 22. And so, you know, they both were in college, one is in college, and they both have told me that a lot of kids are doing Tinder or, or online dating, which I found, which I found really just crazy because they have this whole pool of people in front of them. You know, when you're in college, you're in class, you're doing different activities, nobody's married really, you're just in front of people, you're engaging with them on different levels. So it's it's really curious to me that that despite that, they're they're so used to the idea of just being on online that they just organically are never going to know what it's like to just meet people, engage and meet people that way. So it's the whole generation of people who just don't have, don't know how to do that. Yeah, it's sad, yes. isn't it? it? It's scary. Yeah, Maybe that's just, why we're not going to replace ourselves. I, I hate to say <laughs> this, but there are peop- a lot of people our age, 50 plus, that uh, are losing it. They're just losing their ability. Oh, absolutely. Uh, as if like they've just forgotten entirely how to use their social skills and their flirting muscles. And it's just, it's really, it's really kind of pathetic. Can, can I jump in here? Because yes. I've got a, a kind of a question now. And, and so I've heard of you know Tinder. I, I don't know much about it, obviously. But my understanding is, and I think this is from what I've talked to my younger friends, this has kind of come into play. They've taken the romance, and particularly Tinder's taken the romance out of all of this. And it's just kind of coming down to whether they can hang out, which I guess is a euphemism for getting together and having sex, which is you know fine and good. And a, a lot of people are into this, that immediate gratification. Don't you guys think that some of these apps take the romance out of the whole thing? Do we think? Oh, yeah, of course. We because know. it becomes more of a job. It's, like you said, it's commoditizing dating. And like, like the I just read an article about Bumble and Tinder, which are the main swiping apps about their business plan. And, you know, Tinder really, now it's really targeted towards 18 to 24-year-olds, and it's called leisure dating, or dating for leisure, which, which I thought was kind of interesting. Ouch. 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 Like wearing a leisure suit or something. Do they have one of those for Leisure World? I guess I guess that would literally be tumble. That's funny. Oh, that's a good one. Help, I've fallen and I can't get up. I need a date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On that note. Exactly. Well it, it does it does make it you know, it doesn't leave things to chance and I think that you're not you know, if, you, if you're looking at the outcome of it again, you're you're just losing the whole part, the whole experience of getting to know somebody and to see how you meld together because you're so into the outcome of it. But I think part of that has to do with people's insecurity of, of being alone. You know, people are really afraid to be single. And I think that if we could just sort of shift the paradigm so that it's not that people don't see being single as being something lacking, then you're, you're not in that position where you're just desperate to find somebody that you're you'll take anything and you're kind of expediting the whole process because then then you're not feeling like you're you have to get to somebody you know I, I think I used to think of it like you know there used to be a game that my kids had that was like hammering these shapes in a hole so like the rat the circle had to go in the circle and the cylinder you know the the triangle went in the triangle and then you're trying to jam one shape into the, the one that doesn't match. That's what online dating felt, feels like when you're when you're so attached to the outcome that you're just trying to, to find somebody to fit into that hole. It doesn't matter if the shape matches. You're very enlightened, Beth. Very enlightened. Don't you Can I call you Grasshopper? Uh, what's that, Mark? I, I've already kind of said this, and, but it, it, it just seems like, uh, and I think Beth touched on this a little bit, um, it's the journey. It's not the outcome. It's the journey that's fun. Yes, the outcome is, is hopeful, and that's going to be fun, too, but that's another part of the journey. 
the dating part is just the journey itself and that excitement, the flutter in your stomach when you get a text from that person or uh, a good morning or, you know, you think you might see them in a couple of days. Uh, there's a flutter that I think, I, mean, I, can, I, I haven't been on it, so I don't know, but I don't know that you get that flutter in your stomach that I absolutely love from online dating. I, I think it is there. It, it's transferred somewhat, obviously, from in real life to the online experience. And, uh, you know, I think there's a similar flutter it's it's different it's though. called gastritis <laughs> which is what i have since I've, since menopause all right so we, carpal tunnel yeah. that too all right we're going to take our, our last break and then come back uh, with our final segment and we'll be back with beth mark trev and myself so we'll be right back and now back to done being single with Trevor and robbie detaching from the outcome can we just talk about that for a little bit more? Because I think people really need a hand in learning how to do it. And it's not easy. Yeah. Well, I think I think it has to do, the bottom line of detaching from the outcome has to do with being able to, now we're going to sound like two, you know, LA yogis, right? Yes. <laughs> Where's my avocado toast, damn it. But um, <laughs> y- you have to really be able to be great for what you have like look at your life in a different perspective not what you're lacking and not the fact that you're not partnered right now or maybe you'll never be partnered again you have to like I I, I try to look whenever I feel that I just kind of look at what I do have and I'm really grateful you know for that I have a great relationship with my daughters that I have a lot of friends that I have you know I, I'm able to do work that I love so I try to find the parts of, of what I do love about my life rather than the deficit, and I think if we if we can do that, if we can look at that more positively and be grateful for what we do have, and, and really just value what we have rather than what we're missing, then we take away that desperation part where we don't feel complete, you know, in that Jerry Maguire kind of way. Uh, that is how, if you know Robbie's Robbie and my story, uh, that is kind of the point I got to where I had given up. Kind of gladly, I sort of threw in the towel, uh, and I wanted to, because I was done. I just, I was, I was not, I was just done being miserable, and uh, I didn't care anymore. And I got to that point where I, I sort of bottomed out. And so there is some, there is some truth to kind of having to get to that point that you don't want to get to, but it's actually not a bad thing to to bottom out to get so bummed out that you just sort of stop caring in a way but it's not you don't stop caring you just like i said earlier you just turn your attention toward other things that bring you pleasure and joy you just you don't you stop taking that well-worn path and i would say this applies to just about anything in life and then when you least expect it things usually happen which is what happened but it's hard okay but <laughs> but I get that people that are single and I was that person I wanted it so bad I wanted to get married so bad and it just was so um, at times overwhelming okay shut the fuck up <laughs> how's that working out okay, for you fuck off all of you I'm sorry okay uh, are you done I can't tell you the pe- relationship I, though it, as an extra you know, as a bonus in your life, it's not going to, no person is going to com- complete you. You you have to be comfortable with yourself and, and happy with yourself in yes. order to have a healthy relationship. Because otherwise you're, you're just, you'll, that's the path towards accepting whatever. Like I yes. see people all the time who are in really bad, unhealthy relationships, but they, they'll say, I don't want to be single. Like, I, I just don't feel comfortable being single. And, and I, I just think like, you know, why would you, giving the, given the choice, I'd much rather be in a, happy with somebody and looking forward to seeing them than not, if I, you know, in a relationship. Yes. To that point, Beth, you know, it's, it's ultimately, it's all about love. And, I, and I'm going to sound like a good California boy here. But it is all about love. So then it becomes a question of what Go Rams. Just <laughs> <laughs> so, nah, I mean, yeah, I got three dogs. I, I got all the love in the world. Um, and if something else happens, that's great. But I love my job. I love my dogs. Uh, I love my friends and family. So, hey, uh, it's already there. And, and this is just one more component to it that if it comes along, hey, that's freaking awesome. And if not, 
hey, I got a, I got a ton of love in my life. It's all good. That's very yeah. well adjusted. Yeah, you've person. got to find things to love outside of your dating life. That is the key to survival. And if I was to write a survival guide on on surviving, an online survival guide, online dating survival guide, that would be page one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and okay. on, because it's uh, as hard it is as it is to uh, not want what you want, which is bad. That's what we're saying when you detach from the outcome. It's like saying, I, I okay, I really don't want what I want. It's the hardest thing in the world to do, but it's it's very necessary and i think you get what i'm saying right 100 mm-hmm. percent, absolutely it can't be something that you must have it, it has to be something that you know what, what do you you must have you have to have food you have to have walk clean water that you know a date is not a must have it's, it's something that gives you pleasure and it might be something that you enjoy but it's not a must have so that way when you go if you do decide to go online dating or however you approach your dating life it's not like you're, you're frantic because when you take the frantic part out, then that's what makes it fun and, and enjoyable. But as soon as you get to that place where you feel like it's, it's, you have to find that person, it, there's no, nothing fun about it. Right. Then it, just, then it, then it does become a, a second job. It does become. A, or, a, or, or your main job. Or your, or your main job. Exactly. <laughs> So how do we how do we bring this home in a manner? So are we extolling the virtues of online dating? You know, we're talking about a lot of the negativity of this. What, let's talk about some positivity and and okay. how that can be about online dating. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'll start here for someone like Mark though, who who's not really experienced in it. And why would that be a good thing for him to kind of venture into and and give it a shot? Who wants to start? Well, I. I could- I mean, I've, I've written about this and I've also talked to people about this. And I think just from the perspective, let's say a person was married for you know a decade or however long or in a relationship for that long and just doesn't have like the train, the training wheels to really get back in the dating thing. It's kind of like an on ramp to getting back into dating and relating to somebody of the opposite sex in that way, in a different way. So I think it, it's, it can be a really good tool to learn a to kind of you have to filter what it is that you're looking for so because it's not it's not about like especially you know as you get older it's not about like what kind of hairstyle the person has or what kind of shoes they wear it's it's more it's a deeper it should be a deeper thing than that and it's not like having a crush on some guy in 10th grade so in order to kind of filter to figure out what it is that you're looking for and and what won't work for you you have to meet people. You have to kiss a lot of frogs before you meet a prince. So it's a way to kind of filter through that. And it's also a way to learn to kind of get your flirting muscle back because right. you're not used to that. I mean, ideally, if you're in a relationship, you were flirting with that other person because I think that's the way to keep a relationship going. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't been doing that, you, you just don't know and you're not, you may not be comfortable with somebody in that respect or with engaging with someone of the opposite sex that way. And I think that online dating gives you that, that on-ramp and the training wheels to do that. Okay, Mark. I, you know, I, I really can't say much given the fact that I don't have any experience in it, but I, I still go back to my, to my same thing. I'm uh, from, from that perspective, what I'd suggest to, to your listeners is love the journey. You know, however you love the journey and as everyone else has said, don't worry about the outcome. Enjoy meeting people, whether they become a good story, a good friend, or the love of your life, or anything else. Love the journey. Mm-hmm. Don't sweat the end. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, think about it as a cruise. The end is a new chapter. You're going to get on the 405 and go home. That's a whole different thing. The journey itself is the cruise. Have a great time on it. Okay. Good advice. Avi, what do so you have to say? I have to, well, I just wanted to, uh, first of all, thank Beth and Mark for this, because this is a good insight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mark is a relic, and very few Marks out there. <laughs> he's he's and, like the, the, I, I, the cave man. Artifacts, yeah, artifacts. He's an relic. artifact they found in a cave in France. And, and you, Mark, you know, we may get some inquiries about you from women that are interested in knowing you because you have such a lack of online history that they may be very interested in pursuing you. So uh, yeah, and hope, we, hopefully we can uh, pass that on to you. And we may get inquiries for Beth because she's and, such a well, we will hot too, so, piece of... So Beth, where can, people, where, can people, where can people find you, Beth? They can find me on Twitter at bck27 or 
and I have links to I'll have links to my articles. I link all my articles, or they could also find me at securesingle.com. And Mark, you can be found in the produce aisle of Whole Foods. Uh, Squeezing melons. (laughs) (laughs) Or in line at Starbucks. I I don't have all those cool things that Beth has all. Uh, They can reach me out at uh, mburton, B-U-R-T-O-N, at pop, P-O-P dash days, D-A-Z-E dot com. There you go. Uh, It's probably the best way to reach me. Uh, Everything else is pretty corporate on my side. Wow. Okay. Well, I have one last thing to say about the whole online IRL debate and that is yes actually the best way to reach me is is to reach out to Trevor because I know she'll she'll make sure that uh, only the best people get all the screen only the best people (laughs) I have only the best people right me and Donald Trump oh you know what throw some bad ones in there too I want some good stories Um, okay so my final piece of advice for everybody is to look at online dating as a supplement Mark and I think you would agree to this the the first the the best kind of dating is face to face nothing beats real encounters uh to establish immediate chemistry right i mean come on right but in lieu of that online dating is great i am all for it it is the best thing and the internet and dating it's like the best thing that's ever happened i think you just need to keep your uh, sense of humor about it you cannot take it too seriously you cannot let it bum you out you just cannot let it burn you out either. And if you feel like you are getting burned out, uh, I highly suggest uh, taking a little break, a little digital break. As, as Beth mentioned, uh, it's healthy. Go offline for a little bit. Open your eyes. Take your head off. Look up. Put your phone down and see what's out there because it is out there. Okay. On that note, we have to say goodbye for this week. Thank you. Thanks, you guys. Beth, and thank you. Thank you for having us. I think we are all done being single. We sure hope so. And uh, we will be back next week. So everybody have a great week. Go Rams. Go Rams. Go Rams. I'm Shadow Stevens with my friends, Trevor and Robbie. See you next week on Done Being Single.